Okay, and we are on air right now. Yeah. Okay, so, so Amy, um, you shared that like uh, you were struggling with what your parents were saying. Like they were in disagreement that uh, you want to pursue arts, uh, you want to travel, you want to do everything um, that's um, not ideally what they want their children to do. Uh, like the, yes, the yes. office job and so on and so forth. Uh. So what was it exactly that, um, that you feel so strongly about your dreams? that you're able to um, just like, chuck their thoughts away, chuck, chuck whatever they say away, and still uh, continue doing what you want. Okay, uh, I think two points. Uh, firstly, as funny as it sounds, I can be someone that is quite stubborn. So being stubborn is bad for self-love if I don't have, but it's also good in a way if I have something, then it will always be on my mind. So... Uh, other than that, the second point would be actually I don't really have friends who are considered good for my mental health. They too like are along the side of my like you know along the same side of my family. Like you know why 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 don't you you know find an office job? Why don't you um, you know why why you wanna go and travel and work you know volunteer for people for free or why you wanna yeah, just do it for like such a such a you know small allowance? How much are they paying you? Like, are you crazy? Use, you use this time, you can, you know, earn much more money. It, it always revolves around the line of that. And I think my friends also feel that this is, uh, like, it's, it's a very quote-unquote, uh, not even that. It's along the line of, like, it's not cool. It's just, like, this is trying to be cool. This is not cool, uh. Okay, this it's not cool in a way, like, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a facade that has been soaked. It, uh, okay. it felt more like a gimmick kind of thing. Like being the traveler is like always the gimmick, the, the not so practical dream that that was just seen. It's like a unicorn. Yeah, it's it's like a uni unicorn of ambition. Mm -hmm. mm. Mm -hmm. So I don't uh, understand it. Like why, um, like they say that it's a facade, like wanting to travel. Okay, so uh, okay, so aside from that, right, uh. I personally love to create, uh, c collect postcards. So I'm with this group of, okay, I, I always call them boys, la, I always call them boys, and then we behave like man-child. <laughs> so we are kind of like, you know, those jocks in school. And I may have a, a very, a very weird alternate ego where I was a bit more abenga and <laughs> it's not a good sign. And, uh, yeah, so, yeah, with the power walk. With that power walk. So like growing up, right, I realized that's not me. I really realized that's not me. That's also why I, I got into a bit of a depression and an identity issues issued when I was in the later part of my upper secondary school, like upper secondary education. So uh, I find it really hard to fit. That's first thing. I, I find that I have to always act or have a tough facade. So like, people wouldn't like get me you know that kind of thing so it's, it's, it's really unhealthy so we always have this thing and uh as we grow up then the the jocks some of them uh, became f boys and some of mm -hmm. them be have i mean some of them became like this kind of i mean people with a bit of a i would say opinionated in their own way i mean they are kind people like they are there for me when i'm down just that they don't understand like why i'm depressed for example like, they would be the kind of, like, snap out of it friend, you know? <laughs> and so, 
always like so growing up right i always feel that i have a, i have this mole right just waiting for me every night and i have to like put myself through this mole every single day and it was really really, really suffocating that's why uh, i mentioned that i want to run away so before what, what was the thing that huh? you yeah. told your parents like sorry to like um like when you said you just don't care what they think right and you went away is it like you moved out or like does it mean like you just bought a ticket and flew away or okay i just so i have been traveling before that but not so like for such a long time so usually i'll just travel like two three weeks and come back uh do a bit of work get some money and then go you know again so uh along the way my parents is still like not so bad it was until the point where i decided to like i need an adventure <laughs> i really need an adventure and so uh there are, so, so some things happened in my life uh and i went through my second breakup my second and last breakup so during that part i told myself like I think it's time that I not you know try not to live for anyone you know for once let let me why not let me just try to be the person I want to be because always right here right I'm always you know I feel this constant pressure of being under through a mole it was so bad to the extent of like uh I so I mentioned that I like to collect postcards and they they actually think that I didn't like to collect postcards they they felt that I like to collect I I use that as a way to uh, meet girls <laughs> like like that uh-huh. then I was saying like Please. I don't even like Please. keep in touch uh, my friends mm. so they always believe like uh, I have this uh, this motive or like I have this like uh, unkindness that's same as them because uh, a number of them are more towards like uh, F-boys so they, so they always so I think it's also because of this right they always feel that like all of us must be an F-boy because this is also like a validation of like or, or like this kind of like reinstate their identity you know but we are we actually not like an F-boy club la. we are more like a loser club who play games la. and uh, so I I think I over some time I also detached myself from them so my first ex actually disliked them because my first ex always felt that they are bad influences because uh, some of them like uh, they always change girlfriends so we always bring our girlfriend into our friend group. So a couple of them like always change girlfriends. So my ex like dislike that, dislike me hanging out with them. And I think also because of those moles, uh, it make it makes me feel like I cannot tell them what I really like. So I actually told one of them like, do you know that I was really close with him? So I just told them like, uh, do you know that it's really hard that I, I felt like I cannot be sad with you guys because you guys will just tell me to stop being sad. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. That's gosh. like such a toxic masculinity. I, I, yeah, so I really broke down. I, I told him. I, I told him that because I told him, like, hey, bro, I... Uh, like, I mean, sometimes... So I told him in a very casual way, like, hey, bro, sometimes I know, like, you know, we joke about things, then... Uh, I know some things we can take it, some things we cannot take it. So, like, uh, we sometimes have some quite toxic jokes. You know, those kind of toxic friends, like... Uh, <laughs> So sometimes they will make fun of like the fact that I broke up in a in a dark humor way. So sometimes I'm okay. Just so long that uh, so long that you don't say about her involvement involvement with someone else, then uh, I it wasn't so triggering for me. So always like uh, we would always have this kind of jokes where I usually 
try not to partake or even spark these kind of jokes. So I will just, you know, be like the more quiet one or like if I make jokes, it will be more like the more neutral kind. So it wouldn't be targeted at a person's vulnerabilities. Yeah. So that aside... Like deep down, there was a part of yourself that didn't, didn't like that, but then you just went along with the group. Yeah. So, like, yeah, that also. So, uh, speaking of that, I actually, just to sidetrack, so I have, uh, so after my first ex, then I have a second ex. And uh, they started comparing their appearance. So, oh, shit. Wow. it got quite bad. And I think uh, one of the, one of my regrets was not stopping them to discuss. That's so awful. And the girls are like simultaneously rolling out. <laughs> right exactly. Yeah. And the worst thing is I, I sat through that and I just smiled and I told myself like I will just keep smiling until it's over. <laughs> then I can you just you know. Her, is it? I just like small like so like in in a in a very light way. It's like I just small laugh. Then I just try to like not say anything to give them more things to talk about or just you know hope that this topic just dies down and then we move on from that you know is it an option like for your friends like you're like hey you're making me uncomfortable like in a joking way like okay so okay uh, I'm gonna this okay this is gonna get a bit explicit so usually right if this type of things happen right then they were like hey bro why are you so sensitive this thing will happen or like, then they were like, bro, cannot take a joke. Ah. So this is always, there's this paradox of like, you cannot take a joke. Ah. There's always a premise of like a joke. Or like, it's like the finishing sentence. Yeah. yeah. Then I actually said, so I, uh, I got into some sort of a fight ah, with one of them because I actually, I decided to tell him straight up. So one of the time he was making a joke and his, he, he just kept doing it and then it was making me uncomfortable. So I just PM lah. I said like, uh, do you know like some things that you are doing is, is quite hurtful. And he just flipped. He, he just like, uh, he just maybe couldn't understand. Or like he just flipped. Mm-hmm. So he... Oh, maybe he refuses to understand. Yeah. I feel like... Yeah. Uh, yeah, he refused to understand. Yeah, it's not that he did not understand and he was acting out, it's that the anger was a defense mechanism, yeah. I think. Kind of like a part. Yeah. yeah, sometimes you know you're wrong but you don't want to admit it. Yeah, yeah. So you just lash out. Yeah, so you just double down and say like, I, I wasn't yeah. wrong, I didn't understand why, why are you so harsh on me, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think so, so. Because, okay, so this guy that I spoke to, he was kind of like the alpha male of the group. <laughs> The oh, alpha of the group. So, <laughs> so when that reason. happened, yeah, uh, he, so he was really angry and then he, he blocked me on. Actually, I, I, I plan to address this on my own podcast, but I don't know why I'm doing this here, but whatever. Uh, yeah, so he, so in fact, he blocked me. So after he blocked me, right, uh, the whole group just stopped keeping in touch with me. And wow. that includes oh, my so own younger brother who is inside the group also. Like, he stopped like, uh, like yeah, just all of us stopped. I, I, I just felt like I got ostracized. So for a time, right, this, this Discord was all I have. <laughs> like this server is all I have. If not, right, it would have been 
really bad for my mental health. Yeah. And until today. Okay, so after I got into an accident, like the serious accident, actually all of them they 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 went down I, I'm quite touched actually. They went down like on the day of my accident, like that night. No nobody came down, only, only they did. So oh and some Discord fans, I cannot excuse them in case they like they hear and say that I forgot. So when they came and okay, I know that they are not bad people. Just that uh we don't agree on certain things. Or like uh I my mental health is not suitable in an environment with them. I think that would be a, a better way to phrase it. Mm. I yeah. feel that there's like a child part. Like they haven't grown up yet. That maybe that's the only way I can think of the thing. Because like they don't know how to handle like some emotions more delicately. Um, you know like how ch- children is is like if they're hungry, then they just cry. If they're angry, yeah. then they just like, make a More big fuss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they don't need to care what, like, oh, my parents will be very tired if they have to feed me, right? So, like, because they also said they are, like, a bit of a man-child, then could be that, like, they did, maybe they, they did care for you, but they didn't know, like, how to care for you. Yeah, I, I think that is the right way because if not, they wouldn't really, they, they really wouldn't come down to to visit and then also like you know come and hang out with me and everything and it, it, i mean i i do have tough times and then they they are still i mean they are there it's just that i think the way they maybe they handle things and then they see things uh yeah i, I wish yes, sometimes yes, yeah so one funny thing that i'll share i mean it's not exactly funny it's just one of the behavior like. so when i was backpacking and <clears throat> backpacking and um Taiwan, I, I may have accidentally stumbled upon a hostel where most of them are homosexuals. So I, I actually hung out with this guy and his husband. So they are really cool. We just hang out. We have a great talk. And uh, so after that, I just share with my friends. I, just, I, I, I was sharing. Uh, and then my friends would be like, wow, so you now you go Taiwan really? You want to become gay? You know, that kind of thing. They, they would say things like that. So I, I know it doesn't come from a malicious intent, but it's always the kind of like, uh, sometimes I hope that by sharing all this with them, uh, I can open up certain conversations within the group that uh, I would like to have, like this type of conversations that I'm having right now. Mm-hmm. Just that uh, I find that uh, being unable to makes me feel that I have to constantly live this double life. Like I have to be this persona with them. And then with someone else, right, I can be, you know, this persona and that persona. And that was... So that culminated in you, like, finally wanting to leave. Yes, that made me want to go. It, it, because while traveling, right, I I realized, like, that I, I transformed into a much more... Uh, I would even went on to say charming person. That uh, I have much more confidence. I, I can talk better. I can... Uh, I am I am in in some ways even more extroverted in you know I can say hi to random people <laughs> on the street I can just meet a guy right while he's playing Pokemon Go in a park and then we end up spending the day together then we have dinner and then we we, we kept in touch uh, like or I can oh. you know just met a group of random people then we just hung out or like when I was riding a bike in Taiwan I gave this uh, backpacker uh, a ride and then we end up spending like two or three days exploring like the southern part of Taiwan together like all these things 
and I think all this also helps me to be positive like a lot like it, it constantly helps me give me a lot of good memories of experience to hold on to or to revisit when I'm going through tough times especially I think it's like uh, it's finally aligned like what you are doing aligns with how you see yourself yes the yes. best version of yourself. Yes, the best. The best version. I, I really believe that. Like, when I was in Taiwan, right, I think I was like, I'm like the maximum stats <laughs> I could be as a human <laughs> being. Yeah, because I, I never thought, okay, so I never thought of, thought that I, I was, I am loved, I can be loved, or like people like me. I never thought like I can be um, popular. Like, the closest thing I was to being popular is being a class clown. <laughs> so, like, I never thought, like, I can be the person that people looks up to. Or I can be the person that, like... I was even asked to train people in my hostels because of what I do. So, like, the boss actually thought... he The boss actually talked to me and he asked, like, Oh, uh, do you, like, you know, have you had any experience working in hostels before? And I said, actually, I, do, I, I don't have. This is, like, my first one. So, he was so impressed mm-hmm. that initially he wanted me to stay to work. Like, he, he, he gave me an a po- opportunity to, to work. But we have some visa issues. So, we didn't. Uh, and after that, I just, you know, moved on. You know, after Taiwan, then I began checking out other countries. And uh, whenever mm-hmm. I travel, I really um, became this version that I... I never feel so free before. Yeah, I feel like... Like your family and your initial group of friends um, that you started out with, like, as you grew in life, right, like, they kind of became shackles for you. Like, that's how I see it. Oh, yes. I feel like from your point of view, that's how you perceived it. Um, that's why you are trying so hard to escape because you didn't feel that they could grow together with you and move in the same direction. Yes, I, 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 I think you, you cannot sum it any more better because I think shackles is a, it's a really strong but like, like that's, that's the word that really, you know, I, I, I resonate with it as you, you are saying and then I'm processing because they can never travel like that. <laughs> like they can never travel like how I travel. They, they don't backpack. When they travel, they want to stay in uh, good places. They want to have good food. They are not willing to to, to do work away they're not willing to volunteer they're not willing to like even give rights to people for example so uh, mm. but in yeah. terms of the timeline I'm just trying to piece things together like so was Taiwan the point of time where you up and left or was it still when you were just traveling okay so previously I was traveling on and off but pretty often so I would just travel like I would like do a road trip and uh, like Thailand and then we will, we, will, we will drive all the way up to like Laos and back you know, this kind of like a short one like a two three weeks kind and then I'll come back home and then be back myself again and mm-hmm. after that I decided to do it for like a longer time like you know to even test myself so Taiwan right was my first solo traveling like mm, the first like the one where like your parents acted up on was the Taiwan yeah the Taiwan because I, I brought I bought an air ticket then I was like Ma on my Taiwan Then she she so like that translated to like you know mom I bought an air ticket and go to Taiwan. 
Then she asked, like, when are you coming back? And I say, actually, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> I say, I'll see how long I can stay outside, out there, and not come back. You, you bought a one-way lah? Yeah, I bought a one-way. Mm-hmm. Then, what was her reaction? Uh, she was shocked at first. And then, she like, uh, why, why you want to do something so unplanned? Why don't, why, why don't you do what you're doing before? Like, uh, why don't you just go, like, three weeks and come back you know that because that was the compromise she thought we had or established <laughs> so uh, I think on her point of view it's like I'm not giving that compromise to her but on my point of view it's more towards like why don't you let me go you know and uh, so I kind of talked to her and I said uh, I tried to reassure her firstly about the safety and then I'll, I'll, I, I told her I have some concrete plans and then I'll be working in Taiwan doing a bit of work and then that's also when she like, oh, uh, you know, are you getting paid? How much? Like, so she asked like, oh, it got at least like, uh, you know, two, three K, you know, like, you know, that kind of thing. So then I told her like, oh, no, it's more like allowance and then uh, a bit of a volunteer work here and there because I'll be going around different towns. Then she, mm-hmm. she was kind of like, so she, so me and my mom, we are quite close despite all this. Then she like, she kind of joked, she said, at home, you don't want to make your bed. Then you want to go hostels, help random people make their beds. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Then, then she said, hey, then you work at home, you do housework at home. Like, why you want to help clean up a hostel? <laughs> You're yeah, so actually different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then they say it's different. Like, uh, I get out there, I'll get to meet people or that. Then I, I try to reassure her also because she, she has a bit of anxiety also, same as me. So I try not to let her, you know, be anxious. And I think one of my favorite moments is I was under, like, I was I was on top of a mountain. I spent a night there. So I, I gave my mom a call. And in that call, like, I actually, like, told her how happy I, I was. And it was also at that point of time, like, she really, truly accepted me. And it was, I mean, the view actually adds on to the drama. But like the conversation really gave me a lot of strength to to remind myself that I, I have the ability to you know be myself because she for for once she was really supportive like and it was that night like she she really like verbally assures me that like because of what she sees through throughout my vlog like it's also a reminder for her to like give me give me her full support when, when I travel yeah. Yeah, that one is then powerful. But I think, oh, like, because I'm also curious about the same thing. It's like, what the boy asked. So, like, I think at the point of time, like, when you made up that one, and then you do kind life like this, right? And then your parents were finding so many ways to convince you, like, this is kind of like maybe a selfish decision. Yes, yes, they actually use uh, selfish. Yeah, uh, my and dad you had the... The conviction to go ahead la. like because I, I believe that a lot of people they will just like be swayed la, by their parents and then they were like maybe I'll hold back okay this is a random side story uh, I have this relative so my dad's side we have one of this cousin he's a bit older so let's call him G <laughs> yeah so G uh, aside from that G is also an, an inspiration even though, like, uh, when he was doing traveling, I wasn't that, you know, I wasn't beaten by the travel bug yet. 
so G kind of did something similar also. He quit his job, sold everything. He went on to the States for quite a, a while. And at that point of time, he was the pioneer of this whole project, you know, the I'm running away project. <laughs> and when that happened, he, I think he, he, he got a much worse treatment than he, he, he got it worse than me because at that point of time it was worse like mental health traveling it wasn't something that people would advocate you know like quitting your job and travel he's around i think five six years my senior so during then his dad was very so his dad all out of like my four my three uncles right with my dad they are like four siblings his dad is is the eldest and like the the fiercest of all like when he's angry right it's like Zeus came down that kind. <laughs> so he was really, really angry uh, when when that happened. And I think after he came back, he became, he accepted it. And in fact, when this news, right, so I was really quite scared. So I actually went after Chinese New Year. So when I, when the news went around, right, I didn't even dare to tell my relatives during CNY because people ask what you're doing, right? Oh, I'm just gonna run away <laughs> and uh, I was quite surprised that he, my uncle that uncle the really fierce uncle he was really he was really supportive he, he gave me like a awkward Asian shoulder hug and he, he really asked me to go for it and un, it's something that I never forget so when I came back and then we had a family dinner and then I, I spoke to him so I, I said like so I called him Ape la, like, to Ape la, like I don't know if you remember this, I told him, but I said like, at the point of time, I was, I had so much doubt. And because of what, your words, right, or maybe you forgot, uh, it gave me a lot of strength to really like, you know, believe myself and, and just try, <laughs> try going for it. Yeah. Wow. I think this is a good story. It's like, I feel like there was a glimmer of hope somewhere near you, like in your circle. In a sense, it reminded you that um, of why you're doing what you wanted to do. And it wasn't like a 100% everybody around you was just against it. Lah. So I feel like if that happens, you, you really hold these kind of moments quite tight, right? Because it may be like the make or break for you to go ahead or not I feel. Uh yes. But I just need that much more assurance mm -hmm. that you're in the right track. Yeah. Actually it's also because of our conversation right now. Uh if not I wouldn't have, you know, think of all this or revisit all this again. And <laughs> revisiting it just makes me feel like this is going to be on my gratitude journal for tonight. <laughs> like uh it's yeah it's just really nice to because at that point of time, I really thought like it was opposite to what you said. Because I thought that I it was hundred percent against me, like I'm the odds are stacked against me. And when you said like you know it's actually not right. Like on hindsight or thinking back, right, I really did have like uh really like encouragement that that gave me uh a strength to really like you know um eventually go because it. It was to a point whereby my mom did low-key hint that like, why not I pay you for the air ticket, then you just stay in Singapore. You know, like that kind of wow. thing. Yeah, that's why I felt like so much resolution is needed to like, 
keep saying no because um when you try to up and leave I can see how like if your family disapproves they will try many ways to you know like hug your yeah. leg right don't let you leave yeah yeah and yeah. Uh, I I don't know I grew up wanting to run away so this is just a, a short side story that I like to share so back then in my poly secondary school time I would like to take the last bus to sometimes Sentosa sometimes Kalang I, I like to hang out by like the water and then uh, when I'm there I'll write maybe sometimes I'll listen to music and I think for once I feel that the night is really quiet and like I can have this night to myself there's there's no voices uh, I can just like you know be myself even if nobody sees me and I think the fact that nobody sees me makes me more comfortable in a weird strange way and and then in the morning I'll take the first bus back <laughs> so when I was taking the first bus back and I always look around like, because I like to people watch so uh, I, I people watching is one of my favorite hobby alongside with random candid photography that it's low-key voyeurism, but that's another time. But yeah, so I would always think about like, uh, how about all these people? Like, what are their stories? So this is before I, you know, I start meeting people. I start, you know, like exchanging stories with people. So when propelled to like, you know, in older days, older times, that, you know, when I travel, it, I felt that traveling is like a bigger form of the my, my running away compared to what I was doing back then when I was younger. And this this bigger form of running away not just allows me to to be myself and also like I think it also also made me question myself that uh what do I want to give back to the world? It's it's quite a big weird question to ask but uh working in a hostel, bringing people together, especially like um getting Asians to get out of their comfort zone. Uh, it was something that I feel that uh, knowing that I inspire them to get out of their comfort zone it's it's, it's something that money cannot like no amount of money can <laughs> can give me this sense of like uh, purpose that I have yeah right back to what we were talking about and I totally get what you, what you mean uh, but um, I feel you were very tired, like, living up to everyone's expectations of what you are supposed to be. Um, and, like, you were also trying to define who you, who you are supposed to be. So I think that's why um, you appreciated those quiet nights because you get to clear out, like, filter out the voices and hear what's going on in your own mind. Mm-mm-mm. And... I think I'm so glad that I did. And when I when I was away, I also like listened to a lot of because I listened to a lot of different stories. And I think the most powerful ones are really like people who really like try, at least try, to you know um, do something for themselves. So uh, one one of the story that I like to share is I I met this lady. She she's around 60s, 70s. Uh, she's working in a hostel in Hualien as well. So when she applied to to do like the work away there, right, initially the staff is actually quite hesitant because of her age, and they have stairs. So mm-hmm. they after a few exchange, then decided to let her you know come and try 
and then if like she cannot take it then she can leave or like if it's not comfortable for her she can like you know stop working and through there i mean a bunch of us you know we were just talking together so she was sharing that uh so she got married quite young uh when she was younger and traveling has always been her dream but she didn't do it so when her husband passed away uh, a few years ago the husband actually told her something that actually when she shared to me it touched my heart the husband said something along the line of like um, don't let me hold you back now it's time for you to realize that dream that you have been wanting to go like go for because her husband know like she loves to travel and possibly back then i mean we didn't really have a lot of backstory on, and context so possibly back then her situation didn't allow her to allows her to and so she she decided to you know because of what her her husband said before he passed on she decided to just travel so she's from spain couldn't speak chinese <laughs> and she's working in hualien <laughs> So the amount, yeah, the amount of mad respect we have for her, and she was sharing this in very very simple English, but then again, her story is most more powerful than most of the books that I've ever like read in my life. So it's something that I really like. I really thank her to share, like you know, to that that she shared this with us. Yeah. And I think the boy is mm, very quiet there. Are you yeah. still with us? I think yeah, still. Did this answer your question? Yes. Like, answer like, yes. <laughs> yes. Sorry, it's a long answer. Okay, yeah. Sorry? Sorry that it's quite a long answer. <laughs> it's okay. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. It's always nice to hear stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like after that, it made me want to travel more write more and I think it became really like uh, I think some sort of like a purpose and I really hope that I can turn this into something maybe uh, even more like I, something that I can keep doing I mean it's COVID now so but yeah hopefully mm-hmm. this can be something yeah and one of my dream is to try like uh, doing like the van life thing wanna I wanna get oh a van yeah Go on New Zealand. I want to try. If only that was legal here. Yeah, but if this if that was legal here, we cannot go too far. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Yeah, where's site? I think the van you rent two days can return. Yeah, go to Sentosa and then come back. Can go to Sentosa. Yeah. Yeah, I think super interesting. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Thank you, uh, thank you for yeah. listening, guys. Because uh, it would have been a a very another. I mean, it would be different. I mean, if I'm sharing myself, but sharing with people, it also makes me happier that like I'm able mm. to share my story with people, and hopefully, being able to like uh give you guys or people who are listening strength to like you know um pursue something that you guys might find hard to pursue. Especially like in in today's society, whereby stigmas are can be very pressuring. Yeah. Mm. Do we want 
this question to be like the main part of our bonus track or do we want to talk about something else? I, I don't know, I can actually or uh, we can talk about anything like I think uh, if any one of you guys would like to share something um, also like you know go ahead because I think this bonus track is more more towards something that like we didn't expect to start something that we didn't expect to stumble upon but we just kind of like you know had such a great time so we just keep going like you know, we kept rolling yeah I agree like I think earlier we kind of like had this common understanding among ourselves right and then suddenly we just happened to to talk about your story and how you how you left house uh. I think it was like when we were recounting the main podcast and then we realized that there were some moments that's worth diving into. Mm-mm-mm. So mm. any any one of you guys want to leave? <laughs> um, I'm just thinking about like the, the moments from the earlier podcast. But mm, I think it's pretty much it. Eh? I only know that like pretty much like the like candle story got me pretty like <laughs> riled up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I get where, like, I would feel that way too. Because as, as someone who, I think we, we always surround, we are constantly surrounded by people with different uh, opinions. And then right now, like, people can be more verbal. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, I, I think, I think it's not so much about like trying to be a justice warrior, but it, it's like what I said earlier, Lord, Like, if you were to hear this from a friend, then you will feel it indignant for for them and then maybe it's like my personality yeah, also I tend to like don't prefer people who like want to uh, impose their their thoughts onto you in a sense like they can think this way right but um, maybe they can tell me once and I say like mm, yeah I see where you're coming from uh, but I still decide to, to do it like this. And I mm-hmm. hope that they don't keep coming to pester me just to tell me. Like, if they cons- consistently keep coming, then that's when I feel um, it gets a bit... Like, why, why are you making it your life purpose to to make sure that I get a degree? Like, when they shove their opinions down your throat. Mm, yes, yeah, I think that, that that's the... <laughs> Yeah, because we were talking about how uh, sometimes people project their ideals onto you, right? I think the worst is when they don't even realise. Like, I think most of the time they don't realise that they're doing it. So when they tell you their idea of happiness, they'll be very firm about it. Like, there is no, um, there is no midway point. There is no negotiation. It's either this or, like, you're not happy. Yeah, yeah, and they really make it, like, a very consistent thing to follow up on it, which is what I feel kind of interesting also. It's like hounding you, right? Yeah, yeah, they are very passionate about it. Like, they, even if you reject them one time, they still make it a point to, um, like, hey, so really, uh, you, you think you really don't want to get a degree? Or, or for example, if like something happens to you, like maybe you fail your job interview, then they will bring back this topic and say like, you see this what I mean? Yes, like, yes. Oh my god. 
like when I when I told you last time that this will happen, this that's the whole reason why I'm telling you. So it's like they literally make it like their job to enforce this on you. Um, and I used to be very affected by this this kind of comments. I think that is why I felt um strongly about it. Like I don't see them as the enemy, but I think in the past, uh. I think it's very common for girls also to to absorb like the comments that are made to them. Uh, because from young we we get a lot of like messages like, oh you have to be certain certain way, like you cannot be too masculine if not like guys don't like you, like all these mm. rubbish messages that is like various people's opinions are uh, and but we are trained to listen to them and we are trained to like have to be considerate to all these comments also. Like if you just hear somebody say something you don't like and then you're like, uh, I don't care about that. Then maybe people will say, Oh, this person's such a bitch. So you know either way you cannot win uh, like uh that that's how I feel. And I used to be like a people pleaser um or in a way like I wanted to please everyone, or even though I know that it's not possible. Yes, yes. So, yeah. So I was also trying to live up to everybody's expectations, and um, I would feel like uh, some because I was trying so hard to live up to everybody, uh, everybody's expectations. Then, like the moment someone would say like, "Oh, you are not like adequate in this area," then it would really get to me like why are they saying that um so that's when like those kind of comments like maybe like Kendall mentioned like what's the point like you try so hard you're never going to be Lin Junjie right and then that one comment can like maybe it can crush you like at the time it's just a toxic comment (laughs) sorry it's just a toxic comment in our opinion yeah I don't know like why 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 I was like that but when I was young, like, this kind of comment can, like, maybe... It will destroy you. Yeah, like, it's like, yeah. um, put me in a bad mood for the whole day, or, like, it may really make me question, like, yeah, why? Like, or it may even make me think that, like, uh, the only way to please people is to be linked there, if, if that's what they're saying. And, yeah. And it becomes very tiring to to live up to the expectations. And then, um, I, I think it reaches a point where you realise, right, actually, even if you hit that, right, they will still not be happy, right? Mm-hmm. There will always yeah. be something that they are not satisfied with, that yes. the way you're doing it is wrong to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, it's like, people nag at you, like, when you're getting married, like, or is it because, um, like, you are too tall, then nobody like, want to choose you, then, if you finally get married, then they, they are, like, asking you, will you have kids? Like, they will never be satisfied. And that is when, I kind of realised, lah, because I tried very hard to live up to expectations, um, mm. and I took, like, criticisms as motivation to, to live up to the expectations, I'm, like, challenge accepted. Then, um, and that's when I realised that, I keep chasing a moving bar because whenever I would hit that expectation, then they would have something else to say. 
that's I think that's kind of like when I realized that these people aren't that serious about your life but you are serious about your own life so mm, like maybe that's when I realized that it's like kind of futile yeah I think yeah. what's most important is to do what feels right to you because everyone you can't please everyone anyway and everyone got a different perspective on what is right so what matters at the end of the day is just what you think is high wrong <laughs> yeah yeah well, I think especially like when you are like stuck between your friends that kind of situation you know like then it's really not possible to please everyone mm-hmm. and at the end of the day like I'll probably go crazy if I try to like be the nice person to to everybody also and for me I think that may, maybe that is why the fact of dust clearly sits so well with me because maybe when I was doing that last time I felt like people will pay a lot of attention to me and like every move I make I have to be like perfect la. yeah but then if at the moment I think of myself as like oh okay I'm just a speck of dust then then I really like don't care what, what. yeah yeah mm-hmm. so like that is the moment like maybe for EMI it's like when he left right but then for me yeah. that's the moment when like my shackles were gone like you're not that important Sunny. like uh, what you do is like um, maybe people will talk about it today, tomorrow they forget really. So, uh, might as well, and also, if you do this, people also might not be happy, then might as well, you do something that makes you happy. So, at the end of the day, at least one person is happy. I thought this story before, um, you said, the, the thing that you're overthinking now, it will not be of significance in like six months time. So, things like whether you think you're good enough or not, or like this issue is like causing problems now. Like example, like there's an issue at work, right? But like in six months time, chances are that things will be resolved, right? And then you're gonna overthink like the next thing that pops up. Yeah. So it's like it's like it's like once I realized that life is really short. It's like ninety years is really short, right? I really. Uh, I don't really think I can hit ninety, but. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Um, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, I just feel like, wow, it's just like a waste of time to to harp on things too much. La. Then I don't want to, I know I don't want to look back at life and think that I spent most of it harping and harping on things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very easy to ground the small things when you get into a, a difficult headspace. Mm. Um, so like, it's very important to figure out the ways that work for you that yeah and we have to always constantly remind ourselves how how short life is sounds really sad but I think the amount of years that we can really actually do anything like I don't know man like before all this right or before even I met I met the, the lady right I wouldn't have thought like I would meet a backpacker who is 60, 60 plus 70 years old. Yeah, like you really never know if you try what will happen. 
But you know if you don't try, your life will be just like that lah. I mean, in your experience earlier, I know that you you knew right, like if you didn't try, then your life was laid out for you. You'll always be like living this double life. It's like, you know how it's going to play out really. Mm-mm-mm. If you don't do anything. Yeah, that's why. And I feel that life is really so short. And then if I live double life, right, I'm like cutting my life into half <laughs> of how short it already is. So, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, well. That's why, um, I, I also don't want to place too much weight into like this, this kind of comments. But at, yet at the same time, I understand like how this kind of comments can get to you. As irrational as it is. Yes, yes. And uh, the boy? Yes. I'm still here. Uh, what's on your mind? <laughs> what happened to you? Uh, yeah, I shut down already. <laughs> shut down. Okay, I think. Yeah. I think our bonus track is good. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, we, we got quite a, quite a bit of good stuff and. Uh, I, I really have to thank you guys for for having you know like having this space because I, I actually never thought I would publicly uh, address some of my struggles that I have before before I went on to travel and especially like the, the part where my uncle actually gave support I think it was something that uh, really pushes me out there <laughs> if not I, I think I, I might have doubts yeah or even like not not go anywhere have you ever asked your uncle, like, why? About it, yeah. yeah. I, I never asked, eh. Should I ask him to join this Discord? <laughs> no, I'm kidding, but... Uh, I think it's also because of, la, I mean, jokes aside, uh, I think it's because of, uh, because his son, G, actually went, you know, did that whole US thing. And I think after he, maybe he also saw how happy he is and how, you know, he came back. Uh, so G and I, we are the only two cousins that really connected on this traveling part because uh, there's hardly any weird Asian solo traveler. <laughs> so like uh, when we really talk about things, uh, I think more I mean, media always thinks that like says that oh we always come back you know with answers and all, but actually we came back with more questions and also like you know, maybe a bit different from who we actually work with were when we set off. And I think that change actually uh, brings some new light, you know, shed some light onto. His, his parents who actually uh, are more eventually more open to it and on my mom's side uh, it was when she sees how happy I am or you know how many people I've met because I actually made a goal to meet a hundred people in Taiwan <laughs> so every day I forced myself to make friends Aww, with so cool. three strangers yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I actually made a blog post to thank each and every single one of them so when I made that list I then I sent out, right? When I sent out that list, I, it was such a wholesome moment for me. Because each 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 of the person, I actually wrote down, like, who, who she is, who he is, then what we have. You know, like, the moment we have. And having them all, like, up in one post, and having them read through this, and knowing who I came across before and after, it was, I think it was something interesting that, you know, for them as well, the people that I met. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, it I is actually. The way you do things will be then for you. 
I think I do a lot of weird things. <laughs> Thank you. I actually also went and asked people, are you happy and what's happiness? Uh, random people that I actually talked to. And uh, I, I got inspired from this book called Hector and the Search for Happiness. So if you guys ever travel, right, uh, and you guys ever have a conversation with people, try asking them what makes them happy. Because it really shaped a lot of things. Like, it really gives a lot of insights. Yeah. So what was the like memorable answers that like, when you ask them this question of happiness? Actually, one of the most memorable answer is uh, I met this guy. He's a Uber driver in South Africa, Cape Town. So he's, he's hustling almost every day. And he shared with me a lot of things because we have a right. And then I think we had such a good, great conversation that when we let, we reached my place, right, we are still talking in his car. <laughs> so uh, his Aww. name, yeah. So his name is Gary. I, I don't think she will be listening to this podcast, lah, because but it's fine, lah. So yeah, yeah. He he so he so he kind of shut when he was talking to me. Then I said, "Bro, I think you are like the the most wholesome people I ever met," because Cape Town is a very uh, can be a very hectic place. A lot of party going mm-hmm. on, a lot of, a lot of crimes also. And he was he was from Nigeria. He's working. He's actually working really hard to to get his family over and get his uh, children over to actually finally have like a decent education. So that is what makes him happy. Like actually, he told he told me uh, like his future is what makes him makes him happy. Like the future, like the purpose of like you know him working and eventually getting his wife and his son you know over here. And. He also shared a lot about like how like uh how he looked at things differently. I think because he talked about like oh he asked like oh here like you know very happening you go clubbing all that because like you know got a lot of girls that kind of thing. He was try- just trying to make conversation, but I, I told him no I'm like I'm quite a nerd and <laughs> uh, Asian clubbing in South Africa is asking for it. That that aside, so anyway. <laughs> Uh yeah, so he so uh, uh I mean we we were just having small talks like, at first. So after that he was sharing this with me, then he then after I asked him also like when he go back, you know, how often he go back to visit his family. Then he say like every year. And then after that he shared about how like uh back then he he was uh being a, a kid la, like a child so when he because he came over here quite long ago. And then it's also like after working, after like I think it came to a point whereby he was really so looking forward to eventually have his family over. Like, the way he talked about his family, like, the way his eyes light up, I, I could never forget that, actually. Like, yeah. Mm, so is it, like, because he knew why he was doing what he's doing now and what he was leading to, that's why he was happy? I, I, I would like to believe so, because he's so focused, eh. He's so focused on this one task, <laughs> to put it in, in you know, in, in simple, simple terms. And he, he and he knows that eventually, right, if he do enough of this, right, he'll actually get his family over. Then his family can get... And it also brought me to think about... Like, brings me to think about, like, you know, back in Singapore, we are so lucky. Like, education is, like, a, a sure thing. And we have, we have great housing, we have great security. And people out there, they are just, you know, struggling or working so hard just to satisfy, like, the more basic needs. Yeah. Actually, it's true, eh? Like, maybe for some people, if they got this, they would be then happy already. But then, yet, when we do have this, and somehow we still have so many 
I guess that's what people call personal problems. Yeah, I, I agree. Meanwhile, my friends are complaining that they don't have the latest iPhone Pro. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess it really puts things into perspective. Uh, like listening to your story, I feel like it's like as though happiness is very simple. And it is, it is. Are we complicating things in the first world society? We, yeah. we are. We are like 10,000 percent. I mean, if ever a chance, like, I, I hope you guys can go visit some, I don't know, like, I, I've stayed in some village. <laughs> so, like, staying in villages, right, you really feel that, like, it's, life is like Animal Crossing or Stardew Valley. You just need, like, you just need food, you just need, like, warm family water, yeah. Yeah, but, like, I, yeah, actually, I, I have a similar feeling to happiness, or so that's why I just feel every day feels make yourself happy is good enough. Yes, I, I agree. And I'm really glad we have this conversation because uh, I don't think that we... I, I mean, I would have any... I, I would have a lot of chance to, you know, like, really talk about or discuss about all these things between like-minded people's, people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think we can we can wrap it for now. I mean, <laughs> the yeah, boy, the boy is going down. Like, the boy's battery is like battery low now. Yeah, he's. I'm running on low power. He, right he's, now. he's he's red. Like yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I I think we can just call it. I I think we got some pretty good content. Uh, and uh, I'll, oh yeah, we have the podcasting. Then oh since yeah, I think we can wrap up here like right now. Then we can discuss on our collab chat, I guess. Yeah. So no more debrief after this. Yeah, I think let's just go get some rest. Okay, yeah, like battery saver mode. Yeah. Anyway, thank you guys for, you know, hanging out and thank you, Cher, for being here. Actually, we want to talk to you. I want to talk to you about the crime podcast, which we can talk about later. Yeah, I can just ask her to come up. Yeah. Okay, so we'll call it, I'll just cut, okay? Uh, thank, All right. you for yeah. thank you. Thank you.